Welcome to Overthinking in Your Underwear. And this week, I'm overthinking the paranormal. Did that scare you guys? I know it did. It was really scary. I am obsessed with like ghosts and the paranormal and anything kind of spooky and weird. As much as I'm like an overthinker and like a cerebral person, I like get into this stuff, you guys. Like, give me a conspiracy theory. I mean, it ranges. Like, it ranges. Like, give me a conspiracy theory and I'll get into that. I mean, I can get, I'll get to the point where I'm like, okay, that's not true at all, but I want to hear it. I want to hear it all. Give it to me all. Give it all to me, right? Like, I want to know all the things. I want to know all the spooky theories. I want to know the ghost stories. The alien thing had me going a few weeks ago, which I mean, it seems to be true, which we're going to get into that a little bit later. But I love the paranormal. I love a ghost story. I think Ghost Hunters is like the most disappointing show on TV because like nothing ever happens but trust me, I'll watch it. This episode, we have something really fun for you. So my two cousins, well, right now, one lives in Maine and one lives in Boston, but they grew up in Greeley, Colorado. They are a few years younger than me and my sister, who you're going to hear my sister on this podcast too. And we've always been really close. We've always been really close with their family. You know how you have those cousins and you have like all those family members and you're close with certain families and then you're not close with certain families. We're really close with this family. It's my dad's sister, really close with this family. We have always heard the story about how their family is sort of haunted. And growing up in Greeley, Colorado, my aunt, my dad's sister, and her husband, and their two daughters, who you're going to hear from, lived in sort of a haunted house. And all of them had all of these experiences and they had these they felt this presence they every single one of them had a story and that's what got me the most because my aunt is a very level-headed person she's a social worker and my uncle same thing very level-headed person and when they got into telling me their side of the story i was like okay this isn't just my cousins who at the time that they told me their first story they were in their teens so you know it's not just like the fantasy of teenagers kind of like oh you know I got a ghost story for you it was like it was the adults it was my logical aunt and uncle telling me the story so I was so into hearing about it and that's what you're going to hear today you're going to hear their ghost story It even carries on. Um, They feel like there's some presence in their adult life since they've moved out of Greeley. I mean, I feel like they're like a conduit or something because they continue on with this ghost presence. I don't want to keep just monologuing this because um, their story is so much more interesting. So without much spooky further ado, the conversation with my cousins. Thanks so much. Actually believes in aliens. And then everyone else was kind of, so like that happened and everyone was kind of like, yeah, okay. And like continued about our day. What was your thoughts about the alien thing? I feel like also to that point that everyone just carried on. It's like, there's so much crazy, crazy shit happening all the time that it's just like, okay, that's just another day. Like moving on. There's 100% aliens. Um, There's no chance that were the only things in this galaxy and ever since that happened i swear like there's been weird things happening like in the sky like the, uh, granted i did look into it and it's like elon musk's um it's just elon musk thing. it's not an alien it's, it's just elon but also like 
what is Elon Musk? Let's get right. Going. Let's um, talk about aliens. Let's talk about Elon Musk. I mean, really. Absolutely. Are you talking about the Matrix, Jenna? Like the weird Matrix stuff that's been happening in the sky and stuff? Oh, no. The birds. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I'm seeing all that stuff on TikTok. There's a Matrix yeah. of yeah. birds? Well, there there's like all these or videos of people filming the sky. And it's like this weird, like frozen section of the clouds that are like not moving or it like looks like a seam or something and then there'll be like a bird just like stuck in the air like not flying (laughs) i don't know what that means oh my god i guarantee that aliens have looked at us and they're like yeah i'm all set no right (laughs) having a conversation with someone once and this was before the congress thing and and they were they were like no there's just i mean i don't really believe in aliens i think that's all silly and i'm like i think that's kind of like the most self-centered reaction or opinion you really think there is a vast universe out there the, an infinite universe that goes on and on and on. And we are the only ones that walk around and talk and shop at Target. I mean, obviously, there is a universe where people do all the same things we do are probably different, but there is intelligent life out there. Like, everything's not just an amoeba and gas. Let's be honest. Exactly. Like, exactly. What, yeah. is, what no, a silly thing to think. Yeah, and to it's such a, like... American opinion approach I I should say that it's just like oh no 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 worries there like just keep focusing on you and no big deal yeah but it's super naive I agree and it's 1000 percent aliens and I bet that they literally want nothing to us they're like you guys are too stupid you've destroyed your planet ours looks good I don't want you to come right yeah they're like we've swung by that trash planet and now we're going home to our gorgeous (laughs) utopia thanks for dumping all your shit next to us appreciate the trash planet that is what we should be called (laughs) the trash planet these are my fave cousins who also happen to be my haunted cousins My very haunted cousins and I'm so into it because I love a ghost story and since I don't I don't think you guys told me that about this till maybe we were in our 20s and we're now Jenna's early 30s um are you 40 now Kara I will be 40 in March okay okay they're also my younger cousins. It's all, it's all happening. Or it's all happening. But I don't think we started talking about it till your 20s. And you told me the ghost stories and the hauntings of Greeley, Colorado, which they you guys yes. grew up in Greeley, Colorado, which I just now only have like a spooky feeling about Greeley. Anytime I hear it on the news or anything, I'm like, oh, Greeley, Colorado, mm-hmm. total hauntings. Which, There's so, a lot of reasons why Greeley should give you the EBT news. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So one of you, let's say Kara, lay the groundwork for Greeley. It is a small town an hour outside of Denver? Yeah, about that. It's it's grown a lot over the years, but when we first got there, it was a pretty small, not a lot going on place. And we went to school in an even smaller town nearby. So it was just a whole very small situation. Very rural. Everyone knew everyone. And going to your house was sort of like driving down a long, desolate... It was like the beginning of a Dateline special. It was like driving down a long, desolate road. And it it was sort of like a farm, non-working farm almost, right? Is that how you describe it? 
Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was a old farmhouse. It was from Jenna. Do you remember what year it was built? I think it was like 1904 or something like. I thought that. so too. I thought it was like early, early uh, in the 1900s, and then we were on about two and a half acres. There was a couple of neighbors nearby, but it was they were separated by maybe like a quarter to a half a mile, and a barn on the property there was like a garage and then there was a uh, the house and there previously had been a house on the property kind of closer down by the road um before you drive up the big dirt road to our house and it burned down some years before mm. and there was a man that had passed away during that fire right sis am i telling this right? yeah right. yeah and so the house that we lived in had some of the wood was salvaged from there. Salvaged, yeah, thank you. From that house, and it was put into our house. That's where I feel like this started, started from. But I don't know. Jenna had most I, of the experiences. I, there. I, I forgot about that piece, but yeah, I think you're right. And when was certainly the first? it was an old man. Certainly it was an old man. When was the first time you guys had, like, who was the first person to, like, look at each other and the family and be like, something's going on. I had a presence. I had an experience. It was certainly me. And it was only me for so long that I think my family was like, should we take her to a crazy (laughs) house or, or is this actually happening? But no, it was definitely me. And it happened to me and my best friend growing up. We were at the house. It was just her and I. We were like playing on the computer like we did back in the day, like dial up internet. How, all that how stuff. old were you, Jen? We were 15, I remember, because I didn't have my license, which is an important piece of the story. So <laughs> I remember, that. Um, remember that key piece, everybody. <laughs> we were playing on the computer, and the house was very open. You know, everything was wood, everything was hardwood floors. There was a back half of the house that had all the bedrooms in it. And then the front half had living room, kitchen, sunroom. So we were in the front half of the house. So the hallway ran all the way along the back side of the house. So we're playing on the computer. We hear so loudly and so distinctly as if someone was wearing like work boots run down the back hallway. And there was a door at the end of the hallway and it just slammed shut. And so her and I just looked at each other and we sprinted for the front door and we're like fumbling to open the locks and like ran outside of the property. And we both just like stood outside after we had run out and like stared at the house, just like expecting to see someone like passing through. It was also a very glass house. Like the whole front of the house had massive glass panes. So you can really see in. So we were just like looking for any sign of someone. There was a detached garage and we went into the garage and we had like a bin full of like sporting equipment, grabbed a bat out of the bin, (sighs) run. I was like, okay, we have to steal my parents' truck and we have to get the hell out of here. So we go back to the house. She or I, I don't remember, has the bat like wielding, ready, ready to go in case this man shows up. Snatch the spare set of keys, run outside, steal the truck, drive to her house, which was really like a mile away. Get there. I call my dad and I'm like, 
uh, someone's in the house. Like, oh my God. a man is in our house. And he was like, what? Called the sheriff. Police came, searched the house, saw no signs of anything. And so I'm like, okay. Um, so where do we go from here? Right. You're like, because we heard something. We, yeah, we heard it. Yeah. Let's, nicely, I was with someone else. So it was like very much confirmed. Like I'm not just hearing things. Not to mention like the volume of the running and then the slamming was wild. This is, That was like the beginning of the continued events of our ghost. But I remember like a constant fear of being kidnapped when I was 15. Like I always thought there was someone in the house. So that would have just oh, sure. put me over the edge if that had happened Not to, to mention, this house was in the middle of nowhere. I know. Like, your house was so scary. I mean, I'm sure your it, parents bought it and thought it was picturesque, but it was scary. Those, yeah, just solitude and everything. But it's also creaky. Yes. And it's like, you know, all the windows, like I said, are actually quite frightening at night. Like you're mm-hmm. just like. Anyone can see me. If you have binoculars from down the road, I'm right here. Terrifying. Yeah. So what was the next thing? Was it, Jenna, you were just feeling this thing for a long time or hearing things? When other people start, the other people, because I know everyone in your family had, has an experience, has a presence in this house. When did other people join in with you and stop stop trying to commit you to a loony bin? It, interestingly enough, like everything, when the rest of the family started to experience things, it still had to, it was like related to me. Like Carol was in my room or after I had moved out, my parents started to experience more things and stuff like that. Like not that that's directly correlated to me, but it was always footsteps with me and door slamming. So I would be in the basement and I would hear what I thought was my parents getting home and walking through the kitchen. And we had a little doggy like a swing gate mm-hmm. uh, in the kitchen. And it would always like slam and like tap a couple times, you know? So I heard my parents get home, walk through the kitchen, which was above me where I was in the basement. I heard the doggy gate slam and I was like, oh, okay, mom and dad come. And then I'm like, like an hour later, I'm like, that's weird. They haven't said like hi to me yet. And then I heard more footsteps and we had a little dog back then, a little terrier. And I look at him and he's just like, starts shaking, looking up the stairs, like with his ears back, you know, and just like, was like shaking. And I was like, okay, so I guess mom and dad are at home. A few times, actually, I fled in a car. A few different times. I left one time at the beginning of a snowstorm and I got stuck at the end of our driveway because it was snowing so bad. And I was just sitting there waiting for someone to come save me. Were you ever like mom, were you ever like mom and dad we have to move out of this house because this is not like great for me? It's weird because I never felt like scared or like unsafe. It's not like I felt like it was like a threatening presence. It was just very present like often. In the bathroom sometimes I would feel like pounding from underneath the floor like as if something was in the basement like hitting yeah. the the ceiling of the basement. There was a couple of, like, grazes of, like, my feet. Uh, Was that, like, a breeze or something? My door would slam often. My computer would get woken up in the middle of the night, like, as if something had, like, tried to to enter a password or something. They were like, you've got mail. (laughs) You've got mail. It's It's from Jekyll. That's what we named him, by the way. His name is Jekyll. Jekyll. (laughs) 
so then Kara had stayed in my room one night. I'm not sure why. And I wasn't there. And then I you think I was I had gone in your room. I think you were not you were with like friends or something and I was you had a TV in your room and I was just obsessed with you when I was younger anyway, so I just wanted to be in your space and well, <laughs> so. Jenna Jenna was the cutest baby you've I mean, look how cute she is as like a thirty something. She was the cutest baby <laughs> you've ever adore. seen. This is we about ghosts, it. not about how cute you are, Jenna. Oh, right. I am yeah, sorry. not about you, Jenna. So I was in there because I think I was just like hanging out watching a movie and then I ended up falling asleep. Well, I woke up to Jenna's door slamming shut like so hard that it, I mean, it like practically rattled the house and it obviously woke me up. It was, I, th- I think I looked at the clock and it was like around two. And then as soon as the door slammed and I like sat up and I was all freaked out, her computer was open and it started like, it like lit up and, and, and I was like, over the years, I've thought about that a lot. And I'm like, I don't know, that could have happened organically. I'm not sure how, <laughs> but maybe, but the Mine's door slamming was so loud and so abrupt. It was shocking. And then I was terrified. I got up, I grabbed the door, I yanked it open and I ran my butt down the hall to my bedroom, which was on the complete other end. Yeah. And I may have stopped in my parents' room on the way and said, whoa, there's You went and slept in between them, I'm sure, like uh, at 25 years old. Do you, I remember your dad's story. Do you guys remember your dad's happiness? Yes. Does one of you want to tell yeah. it? Whenever one of them is sick, you know, the sick person goes to sleep in another room, you know, to mm-hmm. prevent the spread. Right. So one morning, I think it was my dad. It, it was in his room. My mom had gone to sleep elsewhere because she was sick. He felt her roll over in the bed and like was, you know, in the morning and groggy and whatever, didn't think anything of it. And then he popped awake and was like, um, she's not even in here right now. And like rolls over and nothing there, not a soul. They, but they both also had a lot of mornings where they would hear the footsteps down the hallway, not the running like I had heard, but just like walking. And then they would just both look at each other and be like, did you hear that? And they're like, yeah. Oh <laughs> well, there God. was the one that always like gives me the goosebumps from them is it was after Jenna moved out. It was early in the morning. My mom says, she says that she was just laying awake. It was maybe like six in the morning or something. And she heard footsteps coming down the hallway, but they, she said they sounded like soft feet like they were covered in socks and it was walking with like almost her pattern of walking like how my mom's my mom walks and so she heard it and she could hear it really distinctly and she said it was just like very like soft but like you know distinct and she said Bob like really quietly and he said she said and he said the footsteps and she, and it gives me like the chills that every just time. Gave I, me the chills. Like, he, you know, was the only one hearing it, but there was yeah. a, another person that heard it. It was always in the hallway. It's true. It was oh always my. the hall. So oh weird. my god! He, he wanted to be heard. So Jen, after you left, it didn't because you feel like the presence followed you, but it. It still stayed in the house after you left, but you just continued to have experiences after you. Jenna moved from um, home to Boston. So, right? Like, I didn't have anything in college, which was still in Colorado, but not there. And then when I moved to Boston, we did have a lot of experiences, but it was never 
correctly with me, my roommate, who is at the time, was not a believer at all in ghosts, was like, no, there's no way. It's all BS. She started to wake up at 2 a.m. It used to happen around that time. I remember that. Like, and you said my door slammed. My roommate would start to wake up at the same time every night. And when she opened her eyes, she would see a little boy dressed in like colonial type garb. Oh my God. And so one night it happened and she dismissed it being like, oh, I was definitely still sleeping or something. Happened again the next night. Finally, she told us because she was like, they're going to be like, we told you ghosts are real. And so then it just kept happening, kept happening. She came running into my room sometimes. And then she started to learn, like, if I wake up at this time, she would just put her open her phone and put it right in front of her face so that like the light would get in her way so she could turn on a light. Yeah. So the best part about this, though, we had named him Tommy, um, <laughs> naturally. Tony names. Um, <laughs> uh, you have to name them after they visit you right. every night. Yeah. So... Our, we had upstairs neighbors that we were really close with and they would just pop up and down. We would visit each other, like whatever, but we had never told them about Tommy. So one night, one of them comes down and he's like, yeah. So last night he had a dog named Jackson. He's like, Jackson woke up at like two and was like snarling in the corner of the room. And I looked over and I swear to God, I saw like a little boy dressed in like the colonial wear oh my god and, and kate was like oh my god <laughs> you guys just weren't like oh that's just tommy it's just tommy, like, oh, tommy. Thomas. You, know. It's Thomas, Thomas, you know he came to he's this. fine he got he's lost he's usually here. in our house now kara kara's house is where the town i should say we've had several experiences where she lives now in both the house she's She's at Nana's house right now, but and her where she lives. So things have certainly continued to to carry on. And so Kara's in Maine now. I feel like Maine, yeah. it feels like kind of like old and haunted oh, yeah. and spooky, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, our house is over 100 years old. And I believe, I mean, Nana's house is 100, over 100 years old, too, because she her dad built grew it. up in it. Her dad built it. And she uh, just passed away, unfortunately. But yes. um, she was 104. <laughs> This is a, I'm not exactly sure how old this house is, but it's very old. And actually it was Jenna who had the experience here. I didn't really have too many. So when we first moved to Maine from Colorado, which was just last year, we stayed in my husband's grandmother's house for a few months while we bought a house. We moved to our house and it was almost immediately that I started having a lot happening, a lot. And it still is a lot. And this is the most ghost activity I've ever had personally. Usually it's Jenna. It was like Jenna took first half and I have second half or something. (laughs) Because of the kids, they like to be around young energy. They just say that like kids are a more open like portal or something. So I've had almost immediately I started feeling I would just be kind of getting things unpacked, just, you know, doing whatever around the house. We were just getting settled. And I would be very focused on my task and I would find myself turning behind me because I just felt like someone was standing there. And, you know, I felt so silly because I'm doing this like by myself, you know, I'm in my house by myself. My kids are at school. 
and I'm turning behind myself constantly. Like someone is in my house. I do that all the time. Yeah. It's creepy, but it wasn't like scaring me. It just felt like a something was there. So that was kind of how it started. And then a couple of weeks in, and honestly, I don't even like telling the story because it sounds like it's not real, but I guarantee you it happened. And I was terrified. So I had gotten these rugs. Jenna, do you remember the rugs? Yes, I tell it all the time. Okay. So I had gotten these rugs from TJ Maxx for my kitchen. And one was in front of my island and one was in front of my sink. But they were those cheap rugs because they were from TJ Maxx. And the corners kept rolling up on them. And it was frustrating me. I kept tripping over them. I was like cursing at them. I had to keep fixing them because they were like scrunching up, even though they had the the sticky stuff on the bottom. And so I was just like generally annoyed with them. And, and that only matters because, so I left the house, rugs were on the floor in the kitchen. I came back to the house and I went downstairs, which is where our laundry is to do some laundry or switch some laundry, whatever it was. And folded neatly on top of my washroom was my rugs that I have been tripping and cursing at for. And obviously Scott wasn't home. Nobody was home. Nobody was home. It was like Scott had gone to work. You took the kids to school and yeah. came home. And came yeah, straight back I home. home. I had gone Clearly out. the ghost was hearing. also tripping and was over and it. He was, I mean, that's Yeah, he so was like, weird. listen, I'm trying to help you out. But I had goosebumps like no other. And I just took them and I just threw them like off to the side. And I've never put them back out. I just was like. They're haunted. They're haunted. That made me think that it was a friendly presence. Right. Because it was helping me, I thought. They didn't want you to trip anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Safety first, Kara. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You have young children. We can't have them falling. You can't be falling. No. So Scott and Wyatt and myself have all experienced this presence. I Everett has probably been around during some of them, but has never directly experienced it. So Scott, the husband, Everett and Wyatt are the husband, two kids. So um, Scott, one night, um, we had stayed at a hotel that my my sweet little bougie kids, they love to stay at hotels so we can go swimming. You know, it's just the cutest thing. So um, (laughs) we stayed at a hotel one night, just in town, 10 minutes from our house. And um, Scott had to come and let our dog out really quick, like, you know, late in the night, just so that she wouldn't have to, you know, we didn't have to board her. So he came back from letting her out. And he was like, I have to tell you something after the kids go to sleep. And I was like, okay. And so he was like, I was about to leave. He was said he let her out. He did a couple things around the house. He ran up and down the stairs. Then he was about to leave. And when he was in our entryway, walking out the door, he heard a very distinct, like, <clears throat> like a clearing of the throat. Oh he said it was like a man, like a man, like very clear, a man's clearing his throat. And so he said it was so creepy that he immediately went all back around the house and was searching everywhere because he didn't understand like how he could hear no one was home, you know, except for the dog. Right. Well, that's a crazy, that's a that's creepy, creepy one. creepy. Oh, he's so logical. And yeah. me and Kara are like, no, there's no answers. <laughs> there's no answers. There's ghosts. There's aliens. We're all screwed. <laughs> all paranormal. It's all paranormal. The ghost then 
any stiff breeze or anything like that. <laughs> so exactly. what do you, how do you feel in their house, Jen? Anything? So, well, so I've seen, I've only seen the one thing. So we were, I think I was leaving and my, it was when my parents were in town and, and we were all kind of by the stairway, which is by the front door saying goodbye. And so I was facing the stairway and behind it was, you know, my parents' head. I saw a very clear shadow, like walking up the stairs and I like, I like double took and I was like, taking inventory of who was in the room. I'm like, mom, dad, Kara, Scott, Everett, Wyatt. Okay. <laughs> Ghost. Dog, cat. Ghost, okay. Accounted for. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I've started hearing all this stuff, like I used to sleep with Kara and we would kick Scott out, but now I have my own guest room. I feel fine, but I'm certainly like more aware, like tuned in, like my stuff's gotten unplugged when I'm there and like stuff like that. It's not really explained, but I don't feel unsafe. Again, it's not like a scary presence. It's just like, uh, okay. Like, yeah. you're here with us. We're all roommates. It's all good. We're yeah. all chilling. How does it make you feel to feel like you're a ghost conduit? Does it make you feel scared? I feel like you've said no. Does it make you feel like at peace when you think about things like the afterlife and dying? Does it make you think that like when something like your parents pass that maybe you're going to feel something? Like what what what's it feel like to be a ghost conduit? Because I secretly want to be one. I don't even want to say that because I'm going to get haunted. I don't feel scared. I definitely feel like every ghost we've had a run in in with a run-in with has been very friendly and just making themselves known. I sometimes, this sounds a little weird, but sometimes I kind of talk to myself like I'm talking to them because I talk to myself all the time. Don't feel bad. Yeah. I talk, oh my God. It's all I do. I, I feel like they're like these sad little, like they're like sad and they're, they're stuck or something. They're stuck. I don't know. Or like, or maybe they're just the people that own the houses that never, they just never left their house, you know, or something. I just, I don't really know, but yeah. I don't really feel strongly that everyone reincarnates into a ghost. So I, right. I don't really feel like it's related in the way I think about the afterlife, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we're all going to turn into ghosts either. No. Yeah. But I still I believe in like ghosts. Oh, yeah. Um, well, first and foremost, my parents are never going to die. So we right. Have to worry. Neither are <laughs> I. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've you always hear that like ghosts are there because of like unfinished business or like something that they are sticking around for. Mm -hmm. Like Kara said, like, I've never really felt scared. Like, certainly you're a little bit more on edge when like things start happening, but it's never scary. It is like almost a respectful thing of clearly you maybe lived here or you have some sort of connection to where we are. And I respect that. Like, you know, I'm not going to be upset that you're still lingering around when we've moved into probably your house and whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it is interesting that it does seem to affect some people more than others. And I have no idea maybe why that is, or maybe right. we've just lived in really old houses that, you know, have a lot of history to it. So 
I also think you have to have a bit of an open mind in order say, to like, yeah, not write everything off as as it being like logically. Well, you explained. were your house in Greeley was clearly haunted, and then you were the yeah. youngest one, so it started happening to you because you probably didn't have any preconceived notions about things like ghosts and paranormal and yeah. stuff. So you could see it first, and which kind however, of however, who could deny? Those footsteps. I mean, right, right. And <laughs> so then true. the rest of your family, it started happening too as well yeah. because it was just kind of the undeniable. His, what was his name? Did you guys say? Jackal. Jackal was just undeniable. He had to be, <laughs> he had to be seen. So tried to do a seance with Tommy uh, when oh. I moved here. Oh, yeah. So we did the whole, we had like a candle and a sage and I don't know. We don't know what we were doing. We were like 22 and drunk probably. And so we had gone into Kate's room where it always happened and like soothingly speaking to Tommy and we're like, okay, Tommy, like if you're here, let us know. But then we all got way too scared because we had like a candle lit. If you're here, blow out the candle. And then we were like, I don't want to help We all just ran away. So, you know. I guess if you're ballsy enough, you can go through with a seance to try to help them to the other side. But yeah, we didn't well, have maybe we should on. try a Ouija situation for the podcast sometime. I know. <laughs> like, I a, mean, a live Ouija event. Yeah, I like. I'm into that. <laughs> My yep. sister, who was going to join us on this podcast, and then she had some momming to do. She was like, don't tell any of your stupid stories. Because I always kind of like make up tell stories. Tell us your stupid stories. Well, no, I always kind of like make up haunting. But really, the one thing that is not a joke is that like, I do think I'm psychic. Marley, oh. who's my niece. Yes. We have these things that happen that I do think is really weird. And I think it happens to a lot of people of like, I will have a dream and the thing will happen. And it'll be something like so random that it's... Anything from I, I'll dream of, you know, Jill Smith and the next day, who was someone I knew when I was eight years old and have not seen since. And this next day she messages me on Facebook. Sometimes it'll be like a phrase and the next day, yeah. like someone will say it and yeah, I'll go, right. huh. It's like a deja vu premonition. And it happens to Marley too. Really? It's never anything Gross. useful. It's not like it's the Powerball numbers or anything, or it's not like buy this stock. It's going to go, you know, to whatever. It's always just like something Maybe super you random. Kind of I know. Or like, it and like it'll how start do to I, that. How do I massage this to be something I can work with? Because I can't work with, you know, someone's going to message me on Facebook from high school. You're like, hi, Jill. <laughs> right. no. Jill. Probably. Right. Jill, do you know the Powerball numbers? Because otherwise I have no need for this <laughs> message. <laughs> To talk to you right now we're all set like do you have it and then it happens relatively soon really after soon. or they're like a delay sometimes uh it's usually pretty soon kind of supernatural thing. i'm just trying to act cool like i have something that i don't you are cool that's no. fantastic well it must run on like your dad's and you know our mom's that's right. family that's right because that's, that's the, the only thing we all have paranormal we all have a superpower that's right we all have natural yeah. curly hair and we're all paranormal conduits so what else my my parents and i stayed at nana's house and yeah, my house is quite small and this house is actually empty if that explains anything yeah it's so, empty and it's massive and it's a block away from kara's house so it's easy guess very how. convenient so we stayed there. I got there from, I walked over from Kara's house. It was 10 o'clock maybe. 
My parents had yeah. she had a ghost already gone to bed. Year. I know. I was like, it's too soon, guys. <laughs> it's too soon. It's too soon. Uh, yeah. So I was I went into my bedroom and was like changing and getting ready for bed. And I went to like close the door and I like was one of those like doors where the bed or the bedroom the door frame had clearly warped and you can't like latch it. And I was like giving it a good college try. Yeah, no work. door in New England closes. Let's just be real. <laughs> <laughs> and if it does close, it only closes on the, you know, summer months when the, the wood swells. and it's Right. <laughs> right. So, so whatever, couldn't get the door to close. Not a big deal. I'm not that concerned about it. So I get in bed. I'm like watching a show on my iPad. All of a sudden, the door slams shut. Wham! And latches. And I'm telling you, I tried to slam that door shut five times and was like, Looking at the handle, like nudging it. No. Slams shut. And that's it was one of those moments where I just I I just stopped and I just stared. Like you're not breathing. You don't want to make a sound or move. The my iPad was like illuminating towards me, and of course the door was behind it. So you know it's like you can't really see. see. You're just kind of so then the door opens and I'm like, and it's my mom, and she's like but honey, what was that? And I was like, oh my God, Rose. 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 Are you trying to kill me here? And she's like, oh, the door just slammed so well. Yeah, I I am aware I was here. It just slammed on its own. It slammed on its own. And she was like, oh, it must have been a cross breeze or something. And I'm like, no, lady. There are no breezes here either. There there wasn't a breeze. Also like, the bedroom I in had very like gaudy uh, drapes that those were perfectly still. Not there was not there a breeze in sight. And so then I tried to close it again, under. could not get it to close. So I jammed a shoe in the door frame because I was like, if something happens again, I, I simply cannot survive that one more time. So I will prevent any more slamming. And actually in that house, someone did die, a family member. Yeah. So that so. one was terrifying. So safe to say, I mean, in the short year that Kara's been there, it's been quite eventful. Well, I do have that one with Wyatt. I'll tell you guys one more because this one was pretty interesting. So Wyatt is autistic and mostly nonverbal. And he was home with me alone. Everett was at summer camp for the day. And I had my dog home with me. And we were in the basement doing laundry. He was down with me. We were folding clothes. Dog was with us upstairs, heard very distinct footsteps walking from like the front door to like the kitchen, which is just kind of straight back through the house. So much so that my son said, daddy, (laughs) who he thought was home because that is who he would expect to come in. Yeah. Be there. And my hand went over his mouth. Because you I was scared. thinking maybe yeah. someone came into the house. You it were was like so serial distinct. killer. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And so I was like, shh. And then I we were quiet for a minute. Luca, our dog wasn't barking or anything. And so did you react? Did she? No, and she didn't. And that was why I was like, I don't understand what's going on. It was like almost like she didn't hear it because she right. didn't she didn't react to the footsteps and she would have, I think, if she had which yeah. really is a weird thing. I just realized that right it now. It is weird. That's we're that talking weird. about it. 
I don't know. So then after a few moments, I said, I said, Luca, go upstairs. And I just wanted to like hear her reaction upstairs before we went up. (laughs) So she went up and it was fine. And so we went up and I looked all through the house again and there was nothing. So that was just a couple of weeks ago, that one. Wow. You know, another podcast I want us to do, I want to do the labels one, Kara, where like the four of us, when we get my sister's on, sister on and we talk about um, childhood labels, wouldn't that be a fun one? I really liked that one because, well, for a lot of reasons, but you know, our families are so similar in the way that we do have kind of these like opposites, you know, mm-hmm. of first siblings. Jenna is the quiet good right right easy i'm like the, the quiet you're the quiet the complex one aggressive antagonizing right one. Yeah. yeah i think it's that would that would be a really good one i think that would be such our, a good one with our sibling parallels yeah i think it would be cool we would love to do that yeah i think yeah let's put that one on the calendar yeah let's do it Let's do it. Thank you so much to my cousins, Jenna and Kara, for sitting down with me for that fun ghost chat. We are going to get that sibling chat on the books. It's really going to be fun. So just a little bit more about that. So I have a sister, Carrie, two years older than me. Kara and Jenna are about the same age apart, and we just have really similar dynamics. The dynamics between them and the dynamics between my sister and I are really similar. So we want to talk about birth order and how family dynamics affect you. Um, labels, which is chapter two of my book, kind of like how the labels we get in childhood affect us growing up because we kind of all attach the same, we kind of all inherited the same labels from our family because we have this similar birth order and this similar dynamics in our family. Um, We've always talked about it as a groove, like we're all very self-aware about it. So it's going to be a fun chat kind of diving into that. And we'll probably go through chapter two of my book. Um, overthinking in your underwear as we do it. So until next time, thank you so much for overthinking with me this week. Until next time, I am wishing you all good thoughts. (laughs) 